Hey everyone. Well, if you've been following us and you've only been looking at our voices, no, hearing our voices. Yeah. Do, do you look at our voice or do you hear our voice? Hear our voice. Because okay. you hear with your ears. Well, here, I'm going to do the same thing you're doing. I'm going to film us here. So, everyone, welcome to Fika for Life! My name is Edward Thomas and my co-host is... Lynn Gren. Hello. Hello. Hey, Lynn. Don't you should know how to use your phone. I mean, you like lose your phone. Uh, okay, I know. I'm looking at my phone this way. <laughs> so, if you are wondering what we're doing, you can join us for Fika for Life Live. Join us for Fika for Life Live. Follow this link on my homepage on Facebook. Oh, or you have go it on your homepage? Yeah, I shared it, man. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. so, like, technical. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, today, uh, Lynn and I will be talking to you. And if you want to join us, uh, we'll have another session, too, a little bit later on at at uh, 5 o'clock. Yes. Uh, or 1,700 hours Swedish time. So you can join us. You can join us live, or you can join us <laughs> over the internet live, live or you can live, join us live. not live. That happens all the time, too. Yeah. So, Lynn, um, okay, I'm going to stop this. We have this. to start our, like, we said hello, and then... Yeah, we this said hello. What are we going to talk about? Well, you have to say you are the, the host and I'm I the did. co-host. I said, oh, you did? I said, <laughs> wow, this is what happens. <laughs> see, when it's live like this, you guys get to see this. Normally, we cut this out because, you know, no, sometimes Lynn, never. since she's had a second baby, she's got second mama Excuse brain. Excuse me? You got Don't second mama brain. Don't shame me. What do you mean? You're proud that you had hey, two babies. Do you want to talk about you your hernia? Do you want to talk about your hernia? Let's talk about my hernia <laughs> that you gave me. No, I didn't. I got the hernia. Don't Lynn, lie. Beat me. I call your mama <laughs> and she'll, tell her that you're a liar. You know where liars go. Liars go to hell, Edward. <laughs> well, we're here at Lurton Church. And yes. why are we here at Lurton Church, Edward? Um, because they uh, they let us come in. They they didn't know who we were. And so, so no. we are part of. We are. Oh, oh, oh ah, okay. You know? Sorry. So we're part of a congregation called Cross Culture. I don't very, know why I, don't know why I just said it like that. Cross very culture. convenient for culture night. Yes, and today, the 11th of September, funny, funny, is that... You're an American. Is, you shouldn't say funny, funny. No, I mean, I think it's like ironic that it's on okay. there. Okay. And so um, today we have what is called Kulturnaten in Swedish. Culture night. And so this is part of our presentation for culture night. So people, because of the pandemic, um, people are watching over the internet. And what it is is that, you know, they get to see us live. Normally, we're just using our voices, but today, yeah. you get to see all this. You don't get to use your imagination anymore. No, you no. in the face no. and see uh, no, our scared. <gasps> what if we're going to be recruited for some great movie? Or our own, <laughs> our own reality Wait, wait, sorry. Wait. Our reality TV program. I, I think yes. we would make enough of drama to definitely be in a, in a... Yes, shy me and mm. you, crazy. Mm, yeah, sure. I know, yeah. <laughs> Today's Fika has been sponsored by Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, where's my tea, Timmy? Somebody run out there and get Timmy. Slap Timmy, Timmy in the head. Give us the tea. Timmy, I want my tea now. <laughs> oh my gosh. When you I mean, when you ask people to to help you out for free, you yeah. expect a little bit of you know, <laughs> exactly. speed or something. I know. I just don't know what's wrong with him. I just So why uh, do you think um, this program is relevant for culture night? Um, because well, I mean, look at us. You know, it's like Two cultures. Yeah, it's Oreo and banana. Yes. That's what people call us. People call me Oreo. I don't know why. I'm, you know why. I don't know. Shut up. Now you know why. <laughs> don't be outing me. Why do they call you banana? Mm. Mm. What do you think? Uh, well, the same reason. I guess we have the same feeling on the inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're both white. I know. What's up with that? 
man, I'm a real soul brother. We are I'm not a, hating on white people. I'm like, I'm married like to white percentage people. of African, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> when Timmy comes you. out here, we'll get him to acknowledge my <laughs> African <laughs> blood. <laughs> we're part of the same tribe. And if he doesn't say that, I'm going to beat him up. Really? Yeah. You know it's live and it's on like it's recorded. Oh, so. oh sorry, I'm not gonna beat him up. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I don't do things like that. We also have to tell people that we have a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> See? You, and have you thought that we're here by ourselves, but that's not true. That's not true. We've captured some people and we've tied them to the chairs. Exactly. So you better are, chair. Yeah. You better you better cheer exactly. get never out. <laughs> yeah. We've been starving them for three days, so they're ready. You get one of the cookies if you guys are nice and kind to us. Remember that. You know? so, so horrible. Here we have an an assortment of Swedish cookies. Look. Have you tried the one uh, with uh, oh, like cinnamon bun? Oh, is this cinnamon bun? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, this will be a first in the whole wide world. It smells so delightful. It smells just like, like cinnamon. You can eat it like a, a wine wine testing. <laughs> I don't know how many wine testers you've ever gone never. to. But I've never gone to a wine test. <laughs> Let me lick the glass. <laughs> mm, wow, this glass is from like 1875. And you, spit, and you can spit it out again too. Oh yeah, let's try that. No, don't spit the cookie. <laughs> Mm, I have the flavor in my mouth. Okay, open up. <laughs> I'm not a baby bird. Ooh, could you? Can we play Mama Bird? No. Okay, I can be the Mama no. Bird. <laughs> you just no. Have to, you just have no. to peck me here. No. <laughs> I'm just no. Okay, everything fine. is no. I know. You used to be when you were younger. You were like so like. Oh yeah, let's try it. How much young? I don't know. You're like pretty a year. Young now. <laughs> a week ago. A week ago. Okay. But it actually tastes pretty good. It tastes, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like American, American cinnamon buns, like cinnamon rolls, because you have the frosting. Mm-hmm. In Sweden, you don't get frosting. You just get this hard crystallized sugar rock thing. <laughs> like breaks your teeth, <laughs> cuts up your gums and everything. That's not true. Yeah, my tongue always bleeds when I eat that. Yeah, pad That's why Americans are so unhealthy. That's not why. Mm-hmm. Americans are soft. We can't eat that hard rock stuff. Yeah, you are soft and squishy. Uh, Mm. <laughs> Just like a slug. You're not Timmy. No. Where's Timmy? Where's Timmy? Oh. This He's is our Chinese this our, Timmy. This is our friend Bulin. Yeah. Hey Bulin, thank you for our tea. Yeah, thank you. It's been made with love. With very so, love. Uh-huh. He's busy. You see? He's too busy to come out here? I told him to help me with the kitchen. Okay, so I guess if he's helping on the kitchen and everything, that's yeah. fine. I guess <sighs> it's just so difficult nowadays. So when you grow up, uh, were you a third culture kid? Well, once I left the house, yes. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, at home it was it was really the African American culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm speaking with my mouth full because when I'm home, my mom doesn't let me do this. But now that I'm an adult. Jacqueline, <laughs> I'm far away now, so mm-mm. tastes so much better when you can smack it away. <laughs> you were Asian. Asians like to smack. I know. The first time I so <laughs> so I go to eat dinner at my friend's house, and everyone's like eating. They're just like, I was like, oh yes, I like this place. <laughs> Freedom. I'm like, this must be heaven. <laughs> Yeah, smack, smack, smack. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like growing up outside of Chinatown and having mostly Chinese friends growing up um, definitely made me some third culture. Yeah. So for those who are listening, what is third culture? Third culture is when you're you have an ethnic culture that you belong to, but 
for some strange reason, you just get sucked into a whole different other kind of cultural experience, um, which actually becomes integrated inside of your life. So you don't stop being the culture you were born into. So, like, you still speak Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I've heard you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I try to join you, but I don't want to show off too much. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, right. so I won't. I won't speak what? Vietnamese right now. He's just in love with my mom. So. I know your mom is so awesome. <laughs> I tell you, Lynn. It's horrible, if, man. If we had been a little bit younger and had met years ago, you'd been call me daddy. <laughs> what if I could be your father? Would that be so yeah, cool? Yeah, right. Look at you. You're old. I mean, you're the same age as my kids, so. No, you could not mm. be my father. Yes, I could be. No. I know. I may be too smart to be your father, but, mm. you know. <laughs> hey, no shading on my father. No, hey. I'm not shaming your father. <laughs> I'm shaming you. For what? I don't know. I just thought not I'd wanting that. to be your kids. You got a spoon? I didn't get a spoon. Well, you can use that spoon because I haven't licked it yet. Yes. Well, I don't know the way you were tasting the wine. I thought maybe you might. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure with you today. I'm like, okay. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, I grew up as an uh, African-American. And you have the, the African-American part of American culture. You have the general, uh, more European-based part of American culture. Um, and then there was, obviously, the whole Chinese thing. Growing up outside of Chinatown and... In high school, um, going to the Lord's Credencers at Chinese Bible Church. That's why I was at every Friday. Shout out. I know. I'm like, hey, remember the good times? No. Uh, <laughs> and my friend, like one of my friends actually from that time, Donald. Hey, Donald. Uh, we used to go to, and Philip also. Philip used to also go. Me and Philip were the only black guys there. <laughs> Everyone else was Chinese. You were the brothers. Uh, it was really, I just, I, you know, I always try to figure that out. Philip, what were we doing? We were part of Asian Club together too. So but Philip was like me, so he so was like there. So that's third culture. But that so that's means, third culture. But I, then that means that I wasn't, I didn't grow up in third culture then. Yeah, because why when you're at home, did it your parents Vietnamese speak culture. all Vietnamese yes. culture? And then you came outside, it was German culture. Yeah. So but that's only be, two, it's not three. Ah. So why do you speak four languages? <laughs> oh my gosh, why did I just fall into that trap? Let's build Lynn's head up. Yes. yes. No. Well, why wouldn't I? I mean, I grew up with I mean, German. But Swedish is maybe your third culture now. You made fall, your, you co- you made fall your core last week for Fika ch- after church. No, it wasn't me. It was my sister-in-law and my husband. Uh, I thought you did it. Mm, I was just telling them to do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess. If you're only telling I people asked, to do things. I asking people to do things. <laughs> you know, you said you told them. I suggested it. Take it! <laughs> And you said next week we should do meatballs, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, like, the Swedish culture is part of my culture now, too. So it's fourth culture? Yeah. But how... I thought that third culture only belongs to, like, when people grow up until they're adolescents, and when they're adults. I mean, when people immigrate to different places, do you still call it third culture? I mean, it depends. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, so we spend a lot of time speaking Swedish. Yeah. Did you grow up speaking Swedish? No. Neither did I. Do you know a Swedish sound? Okay. I listened to the Muppets and I thought Swedish sounded like that. I thought it was like, Oh, wow. And that's how it sounds, actually. So No, it does. It does. You're so ignorant. <laughs> oh, my God. You call me ignorant. I'm going to call your mother. She's going <sighs> to so hate Swedish. on you. I know. Do a kinked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I used the K word first. Ha, 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 ha. People are like, what's kinked? Cranked means that you have been offended, but it's way worse. So if you just say, you offended me, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But if you say, 
Dude, I kinked, man. Like almost violated. Yeah, almost exactly. Violated. I mean, you really like, oh my gosh, you scoundrel. You're like, oosh. You're like, oosh. Okay. So, yeah, it's so <laughs> oosh. Oosh. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, oosh. I was talking to my mom on the phone. She says, and I was like, oosh. Mama. She's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, sorry. It's the Swedish thing. It just comes out. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, so I, I think there's like, even though I grew up and you look at me and you see this African-American person, uh, there's a lot of parts Chinese of my... inside. <laughs> I know. It's I don't like know why dump- they call me... You're like a dumpling. I'm like a dumpling. Yeah. You look I'm like perfect a, outside. I'm like a gyozo, you, you know, all brown and crispy on the outside. When mm. you open it up, it's like, ooh, what's this Asian flavor on the inside? It's pork. <laughs> it's pork. <laughs> I don't even eat pork. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Um, but I think that, that, that makes... I mean, there's just certain things that for me seem so normal. So it's normal to eat with chopsticks. It doesn't, it's not like I'm trying to show off or anything. It just seems that way, you know? Certain things just taste better with chopsticks. I like what? Meatballs? Everything. No, not meatballs. <laughs> Meat- Soup. <laughs> Soup with chopsticks. Wow. You really don't believe I grew up Asian, huh? You're like, you can eat soup with your chopsticks. And you're just like, you I can. Can't. Yeah, no, not really. You can eat the stuff in the soup. Yeah, and then you, you can. just do the. <laughs> No. Yes, you do. You're not Asian. Use a little little spoon that's all flat and you drink from it like a little prince and everything. No. And then you take your cup and you turn it Don't you take just a bowl and you just like eat like this? Or do you take this uh, porcelain spoon that you get in restaurants and scoop the soup? When you're at home? Both. Both. Yo. He's already Swedish. He doesn't He's want to not. take that conversation. No, he's He's not. like mm. he is. Boleyn's the real deal. He knows. No. He feels. He's like it's like my Chinese brother who don't look Chinese. He looks super Chinese. You don't. Look no, Chinese. I say he says I'm his brother. Uh huh. Chinese brother who doesn't look Chinese. Well, you're Chinese in the inside. I know. You're That's what dumpling. I'm saying. I told you. And dumpling. dumpling. Yes, I know. Oh, and we can't call him dumpling. Call me dim sum. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, dim sum. <laughs> dim sum. I love them stuff. Okay, uh, me too. Yeah, we so so anyway, so yeah, so that's, and there's just a lot of things like it's just normal, some things that maybe not necessarily would be considered normal in the African-American culture no. or normal in my life. Like you go in my kitchen and you're just like, what is all this stuff in there? You know, there's... I've seen like, your kitchen. It's I a know. mess. It's not a mess. Oh, yeah. It's filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. It's because <laughs> I don't throw stuff away. Exactly. That's a hoarder. It's not a hoarder. <laughs> He's a kitchen hoarder. And you're so mean to me today. No, I'm Everyone's going to know. This is how it always works out. <laughs> we smooth it all out when we have like just the voice recordings. But usually I'm crying first because I'm so cranked. <laughs> you. Cranked. Cranked. So cranked. So people will learn the word cranked. I know. People will walk around Don't in America. They'll be now. like, man, you cranked me. You know? <laughs> you know, last week this guy, he tried to crank me. And I just got all up in his face and said, you don't crank me. I'm going to crank you. <laughs> so when I grew up in Germany, uh, I think... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, th- I don't know how you felt as an African American, but for me, growing in Germany, I was never German. Obviously, really, no. You never felt like German. No, I never felt German because I mean, my food was different. I had a different lunch to school. I dressed oh. differently. My parents expected different things from me than other people. What did you parents. eat for lunch? Well, it could be different stuff. Could be like the bangbao. You know? <gasps> really? Yeah, people are like, what's oh that? Oh my god! Oh, this, I love your mom. Or I had this like super dried, fl- uh, super dried plums that were dry yeah. with ginger <gasps> around, oh. and I would take them to school and I would like eat them because they're really nice. Yeah. And then one of my friends at school, she would be eating them, and then she's like, 
she ate it and she didn't know that you have to throw out the pit. <laughs> so she chewed the pit and swallowed it. And then the day after, she got sick. And she was thinking like, oh, maybe this made me sick. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't yeah. think so. And There's yeah. probably like a little bit of strychnine inside of the pit. So. Oh, people so <laughs> no offense, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's why. And I think when I was a teenager, I had a big identity crisis like who am i i, I can't be german why can't i be german blah blah but now i'm like well i belong to god's kingdom i don't care wow <laughs> yeah. what an I'm evolution so cool. <laughs> so this is like i feel like i'm so cool i don't care uh, wow really mm-hmm. well i know i made you cool so i, I feel <laughs> i can take responsibility for that so yeah right no but i think i mean that's the whole thing like i never I didn't really, I didn't really think of myself. So growing up in Chinatown, I didn't really think of myself as black as, or Chinese. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, like for me, it wasn't important being black or Chinese. I was just me. I was just Ed, and everyone <laughs> else just said Ed. And so you know, uh, so we just hung out, and, and my friends spoke you know Cantonese around me all the time. And so did you understand? Yeah, I never. I I wanted to go to Chinese school, you know, and I told my mom. <laughs> It was so sad. I'm like, I'm like, mom, you know, all my friends go to Chinese school. I'm going to go to Chinese school. She's like, boy, what do you want to go to Chinese school for? You ain't Chinese. And I was trying to explain to her, like, but all my friends go there. And I just want to hang out with my friends. And she's like, she's like, you know, you should be proud that you're black. I am proud that I am black, mom. But I still want to go to Chinese school. <laughs> I can be the so. first, like, Chinese student that's <laughs> so black. The first black student that goes to Chinese school. Yeah. And imagine your know, today. advantage today. I know. I would speak Cantonese and Boolean wouldn't understand me because he speaks Mandarin. So. Yeah. You're like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, I'd be like, ha, ha, let me say something really funny now. <laughs> and then all the other Hong Kong people, they're like, ha, <laughs> Exactly. And they're all like, ha, ha, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but it's... Um, but yeah, so but so, but that's but that's for me. So I think that growing up that way is the reason that I prefer multicultural places. Like I, I like I don't like. Oh, I, this is going to sound really horrible. Okay, do it. Okay, I'm ready. So one day, my mom asked me, my brother, my mom. We were I was meeting them back in the states. My mom says, uh, and I think my brother says, so Ed, would you <laughs> would you want to be the pastor in a black church? And I was like, no way. And my daughter, Jessica, she's like, she's like trying to give me the signal. Shut up. They don't understand. And I'm like, duh, 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 duh. And my mom's like, what did you say? <laughs> I'm like, no way. I don't want to be a pastor in a black church. And my mom's like, you don't like black people. And you're like, like you think like all the racism my mom has endured in the South and the segregation. You can see her eyes are watering up. She's just thinking like, my son doesn't want to be black. You know? and, oh my god! And Jessica's like, she's like, no, mom, you, you know, you know, grandma, you just have to understand, you know, dad, he's like, he always thinks multicultural. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be him, just a and black you dropped church. Him on the head, you know, mom, <laughs> grandma, <laughs> exactly. like several times. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, I was trying to explain to them that that I don't want to be the pastor of only a black church, but I want to be a pastor of a church. That's for people because I like people. I, I don't want to be only around black people. And it doesn't mean I don't like black people. <laughs> it just means that I don't want to be only around black people because I've never been only around black people. But wasn't that the case also when you were like in school and there was this black girl who really, really wanted to date you? And you're like, I'm sorry, you're not yeah. really my type. And she's like, oh, you're a racist. I know, you don't yeah, like, I know. She's you like, don't want to You don't black like black people. girls. That's why. And she spread it around. And the, and the rumor around school was that first she said I was... I didn't like black girls and I was gay. So it was like, it's like, 
I couldn't win. <laughs> I mean, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, wow, wow. So I didn't, I didn't really have any black girlfriends in high school. Um, I had a lot of Chinese girlfriends in high school. How come? I know, because I, I like the pain. And, I like and being the weird rejected. thing is that in the end, you now are married to a white lady. I know. I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> I just came to work one day and she was there. She's like, ooh, look at my blonde curly hair. I was like, ooh, wow, something new. <laughs> it's vanilla flavor. <laughs> and I'm like, I never tried that one before. You're well, that's like, not I'm, true. I'm tired of five spies. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Mm-mm. I think I'll go over to the other side. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so there's, um, yeah. And, that, and that's, and like for me, it was really comfortable. So, I, like, when I go home back to the States, I always have to get a burrito. Mm-hmm. Or something like real, like real Mexican food from the part of town where they serve real Mexican food by Mexican, Wait, yeah, people. Mexican people. Yeah. Not like in Sweden where you get Mexican food in Sweden. It's so like, oh my gosh, gringo. Oof. <laughs> it's like you know, comida, comida, de gringos, and then it's like so disgusting. <laughs> but it's not real Mexican food here. Mm. Um, and we then, are so far from Mexico, so and then I have to walk us. through. Like I like to just take a walk through Chinatown. So I like hearing, I like hearing Cantonese. I like seeing the ducks, you know, in the window and everything. <laughs> I like the smell of the food. I like all the stuff on the streets where people are selling and everything. I like knowing that I can go in the store right now and if I want some chicken feet, then they're gonna look at me like I'm like chicken what? <laughs> There's a chicken breast and a chicken thigh. What you want with the chicken feet? Yeah. I'm like, cause I feel like some chicken feet and some duck feet right now too. Ugh. You don't like duck feet? No. Duck feet and black bean sauce. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> no. I, oh my gosh, I can. I'm I, not Chinese. So. I can suck the duck, uh, the meat off the duck foot. <laughs> I mean, I, me and the duck foot, we have a we have a <laughs> intimate relationship. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh wow. So what yeah. you just say that all of these experience, experiences we bring um, to cross culture, this church we are going to. Yeah. So I, I think that as a. Like, I think that when we, when we started cross-culture, like, we were thinking, like, so how do we create this multicultural community where there's no one race or one ethnicity or one way of being that is the only way to be? And everyone has to assimilate into that. And the whole thing was to find value in, in every single culture. And I think that that is something that, you know, that all those things together, that's what produces our culture. So it's not... It's not Americanism, it's not being Swedish, it's not being Chinese, it's not being German or Swiss or anything. It's all those things together. And that's, and that's based upon a verse in Revelations where it says that before the throne of God, there'll be all tribes and nations and tongues. And if that's God's plan, mm-hmm. then we should be working towards that plan of, of being a type of community where all people can come to. And so that's, and I, and I think it helps being, having that kind of background helps me being like, you know, the, the spiritual leader for a group because I don't see my own culture as being superior to any other culture. Not? Not yet. Your Chinese culture is not <laughs> superior to any other culture. <laughs> well, shh, don't, don't out me. <laughs> well, there are a lot no, of but, Chinese but it, people. So. I know we have a lot of Asians. It's really, it's kind of really funny that since we started cross-culture, we have a lot of Asians. Koreans, that, you know, Chinese. Chinese, yeah. Well, mostly Thai. Yeah, a few Japanese. Mm? Um, Tatsuro. Yeah. But a lot of Koreans. But a lot of Koreans. Man, Koreans and Chinese, that's the majority. Singaporean, oh, Indonesian. Oh, Singaporeans. Oh, okay, yeah. So a lot Where of, do they all come from? I don't know. <laughs> they come from Asia. No. And we had a lot of Germans. The a lot Germans, of Germans and the Swiss people, they are, they are the ones that are working here. Wouldn't you Always. say that? 
And the well, Swedish people. Well, that's funny because Benjamin's in charge of the camera right now. And he's exactly. from Switzerland. So if you, I don't, if you just, don't want don't have to, to zoom, the zoom you he's in just, your face. He's going to zoom nice. It's going to be you. And it was like, where's Eddie? I don't know. He just disappeared somewhere. Like you know? he went out of the, he walked around too much, but he was sitting. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So, but, and, but it's kind of funny because each culture brings something with it. Yeah. You know, I think like the German and Swiss culture, they bring a lot of organization. I'm really surprised. You know, in the beginning, I'm like, because I'm thinking like, no, this is just a stereotype. But no, I, I think that, no, this is how it is. <laughs> Look, I, you guys started yeah. with Berit. Yeah. And she did a lot of. I know. She's German and she did it a lot and of. she was really structured and she's yeah. like, Ed, you can't be this, this flu mitt. You know, you can't be like all hippie all the time. I'm like, yeah. what? What do you mean, Barrett? Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, have you. Yeah. We have Benjamin and Petra. We have, yeah. And then people who come from the Netherlands. Yeah. They were like also. straight in your face. They just say exactly how they feel. And I used to think, oh my gosh, they're so mean. But they are really loyal to you. Yeah. Like once Dutch people come around they'll be around. Yeah, exactly. Like, they are not like, yeah. oh, I come for this Sunday and then no, you'll no, see no. me in three months again. No, they're but like... But they, they come yeah. around. And like, one of the guys in the beginning was from the Netherlands, so uh, Teo. Mm. And I remember like, Teo, I mean, he was here, he was helping out, he was like, but he would always say, he's like, well, Ed, you know, I just think you don't have enough faith in God and I go in the room and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. And I, I don't know what the African-American, Chinese-American thing that I bring. I don't. I guess just weirdness. I think what I really appreciate too with our group is uh, the shared experience in having faith. Because obviously your faith demonstrates differently in different cultures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe in China you are really persecuted in a way that you might you lose your job, you lose your life, you lose your family, you lose your money, you lose everything. Possible. Uh, but then if you go to Germany maybe and you're a Christian, you... Probably don't lose any of this, but no. you are tested in very different ways. Like maybe intellectually, people will say you're dumb because really? you are, yeah, Even in maybe, maybe you are following, no. or they are saying, I don't know, <laughs> that you're intolerant or that you're racist or that mm. you're, yeah, a lot of things that maybe are the opposite to what you want to show the world. Yeah. Because Jesus yeah. was not intolerant and Jesus was not racist. No, and I and I think that's, and I think that one of the 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 other aspects also is that, and when you get this blending of of cultures, mm -hmm. sometimes it's a real big challenge, though. Yeah, you know, because obviously. you have everyone comes with their cultural baggage, everyone comes with their cultural reference point, and so sometimes we have to sort of be really good at smoothing things out. Um, I mean, we always joke about African time. Yeah, and I feel like I think that's because Timmy. <laughs> no. <laughs> But sometimes. No, but the thing is the thing is like for example, when I say African time, I think people who don't really have a relationship to Africans mm. or African continent, yeah. they feel like oh, you can't say that's racist. Like it's a stereotype. <gasps> but most African people I meet, it's really fun though, because when I tell them, Oh, sometimes we do African time, they're like, Oh, you always also do the African time? Like, yeah. <laughs> because people can relate. Exactly. They exactly. know what we yeah. mean. It's not no. like, Oh, you people are African time, it's a bad thing. No. It's not a bad thing. It's no, just it's a just cultural a thing. thing. Hey, my therapist told me that my relationship to time is very African. I was like <gasps> and I was <laughs> Was it a white and, a white Yeah, I was a white person. And it was before my <laughs> DNA test. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I have connection to You're like, Africa. Hallelujah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, thank Thank you, you really made my day. The person just looking at Hallelujah, me like, yeah, I'm African. What's wrong? Exactly. I'm like, yes, it's been confirmed. You know? uh, so there's, um, but I think that's one of the things that that you know, like it's the hardest thing, and it's also the most uh, thing that's most enjoyable about about our community is the fact that people come from different different cultures and everything, and, and you just have to kind of, I mean, I, and I think as for leaders, I think it's important for us to 
be able to meet everyone and just assume that everybody means something well, well when they do something. Yeah. You can't assume that people meant something bad in the beginning. Otherwise, you'll always be offended. You'll be walking around. The, they cranked me. They cranked me. Everybody cranks me. You know? <laughs> and so you have to... I think you have to really see that as most people are actually trying to do the best they can. To give them grace. But from the grace. That's, that's such grace. a that was such a good Christian word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're gonna make you the pastor now. No, I should have said it first, I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. You want to say it in Swedish probably nod. Nod. Yeah. Yes. We wanna be nodiful. <laughs> oh, man. Would you no. say that um what would you do if all of Koskatch oh. would turn out to be only white people? Like the Asians would Quit. become, not <laughs> the black people wouldn't come anymore. But like, only I think I would people. be. I think I. I think I would probably cry. Why? Because I think the goal was trying to create a multicultural community. Yeah. And so, and, and it depends. Like, so if we were to start a, a new cross culture, would you start there, a new one? Did you say? Yeah, like if we were to. If we were to. If okay. we were to. Oh, okay. If we were to start a new cross culture, say in another part of town, and it wasn't those multiculturalism. So like maybe, maybe you would have like rich people. And you'd have poor people. You have people with high education, people with no education, and but they're all like white Swedish people. Mm-hmm. Then you could still apply the principles of cross culture, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be multi multi ethnic. No. So it'd be those other things that we also value: being multi generational. We think is important having different age groups, being multi social, meaning that we don't cater to a particular social strata. Only so, if you have a PhD. Yeah, only exactly. Well, yeah, so if you the have minimum a, is a master's if you don't have a master's. Yeah, get it's out. like if you don't have a master's, you can't even join a church. <laughs> no, but I think, and I think in that case, if it was only white people, then I think it would be, it would be okay because you're still reaching out to people in the working class, people in the what upper class. What about only white people, but they're from different countries? Like Australians, oh, wow, white I didn't, Americans, okay, I didn't white, white South, oh, South Africans. Gosh. I'm a... I'm racist. You are racist. Because <laughs> I said I would, I would cry. <laughs> okay, but if you, if it was like that, so if it was if it if everyone was like the same shade, yeah. little vanilla, <laughs> and but they came from different culture countries, we would still be cross culture because it's still multicultural. But only but, white though. Yeah, but we wouldn't be multi. We would be multi ethnic also. It would not be multicolored. Yeah, it would not yeah, be a, not I be guess a rainbow. Would, yeah, we wouldn't have the. The the nuance of the various skin colors represented in our group then. No, but they would. But, yeah, but but uh, it would look like it, it would like it would like me at the seminary when I studied seminary in Sweden. So many black guy in the whole school. And so if you take a picture, <laughs> it's like oh, there's Ed. It's like I could never hide or anything. I can't no, sneak in because no. everyone sees the black guy. The only black guy sneaks in or sneaks out. Everyone sees you, you know. So that's sad. Okay, but I never thought about that. I guess cross-culture at some point could just be all white people from different countries. Or even all black people from different countries. Wow. Different shades of black. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. I guess we could be all Asian, too. Yeah. Like from different parts of Asia. Yeah. I mean, if you have someone from Afghanistan, looks pretty different than from India and then Japan. Could be. And then Malaysia. I mean. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Interesting. I had never really thought about that. No. <laughs> something new to think about. I know, man. Wow, you just gave me something I need to meditate on. <laughs> like um, So actually when your sh- mom meditating. <laughs> when your mom <laughs> asked you, so wouldn't you be a pastor of a black church? Oh my god, you just 
busted me big time, sister. So it's not only like African American; okay. it could be some from Somalia okay. or Mali. But I think she meant African American, though. I'm pretty sure she. You meant don't that. know that. Want me to call her? No. I call her right now. No. Mom, what did you mean? <laughs> Tell that Lynn to not be so so mean to your son, Lynn. My mom says. Your mom. <laughs> Likes me. I know. I don't she know. She doesn't why. like you. She only loves you. <laughs> she, she only loves you. She doesn't but she, like you. But she does. <laughs> so, mom, if you're watching that, remember Lynn said that. And so you just, you know, pray for her. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I hope she does. Because <laughs> I yeah. did. And I, and I think it's import, import, important to talk about this on Culture Night. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think, like, if they hear, like, oh, you're a multicultural church, they probably have some crazy idea in their head. Like, you know, everyone's walking around speaking different languages which people do sometimes well not um, on the phone with their family yeah exactly <laughs> but but that you know our services are in english just because that became the the common language that everyone could use and everything and all the swedish people said don't do it in english it's like hearing it too i mean don't do it in swedish it's like hearing it two times we know english well enough so we will do swedish if someone needs swedish but most of the times, people don't really need it. Not in this town, at least. So what do you think? What kind of Swedish people come to our church? Because there are so many churches in Uppsala for Swedish people. Exactly. I mean, the, most, the majority of churches in, in, in Uppsala are predominantly Swedish. The language is Swedish. The culture, the music, everything is in Swedish. Um, but the kind of Swedish people that come to cross-culture is usually someone who is cross-culturally dating or someone, like in your case, you guys have a cross-cultural family. So Eunice is Swedish. You're like Vietnamese, German, Swedish, mm-hmm. American. We'll I'm make, not American. We'll make you American. We'll just say that. I'm a that. banana. But when you speak English, you don't sound British. You sound American. <gasps> no. Sorry, Lynn. <laughs> you don't sound like you're the queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I always attempted to speak British English. Really? But I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, Ruined. But the funny thing is, though, the... The best thing is if I speak English and people cannot tell that I grew up in Germany because the German yeah. you don't have German the German accent is awful. No, it's no not. Offense, it's cute. But it's awful. I think it's cute. No. Benjamin, do you can can you do the German accent? But, I think it's cute. But Benjamin is Swiss though. I know it's Swiss. I know it doesn't. It is. <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> And the thing is, with German accent, it doesn't matter what language you are speaking. It always, I know you can, you always, can tell. always tell. I know. Even in Swedish. Like Swedish. German people speak Swedish. Mm-hmm. You, are, you hear right away, ah, you're from Germany. Mm. <laughs> language runs, runs deep. Yeah. Very deep. Super deep. So, um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Did you lose your... Yeah, I lost my train of thought. I forgot the question you'd asked that we were trying to answer. And then uh, I'm like, <gasps> no, I'm getting old. That's fine. We okay, can but talk what's the question? You don't remember the question either, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my face. I'm like, oh, no. I know you're like, you're like, please think of it. Don't, don't embarrass no, me. I think we started talking about uh, all, all black people church, all white no, people church. No, it was church, after that. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah but that. I'm trying to find my you're, way oh, back. Oh, uh-huh, sorry. I don't want sorry, to I'm, uh, Sorry, I, I just erased the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Gretel. <laughs> you ate it. <laughs> you went back and you ate them. <laughs> Probably. We asked Benjamin if um, the German, oh, about the German accent. accent. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when you speak English, you don't sound German. Mm, yeah. I, sound, I sound something else. Yeah, something else. Which is good. Though. Like for Mars or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you met many Martians lately? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every night when I eat that moldy green bread, mm-hmm. I see Martians all the time. 
<laughs> so what um, what would you tell people about cross culture who are maybe checking in now in Culture Night and what okay. what, what is this two bunch of people? What are they? What, <laughs> what is what's what's like, up with them? Like they they cannot belong to a church. <laughs> it's like no, not really. No. Okay, so uh, what do you want to know about cross culture? So uh, we're multi we're we're a multicultural church, which means that we have people from different. Um, places around the around the world. We're multi generational. We're not so good on the multi generational because I'm the oldest person in church, so that's not so multi generational. And when Cece was with us, then she was like, she's also in her fifties, so we were like two people. And then Magdalena was like in her sixties or seventies, no, I guess. Oh, she looks really old. I know. I thought maybe okay, maybe she might be in her eighties. Yeah, seventies. Yeah, so, anyway. I think she's in her seventies. So we only had like a small group of people who were like older, but we want to be. We want to be a, a multi-generational church uh, where people in different ages, people in different backgrounds, socioeconomical backgrounds and everything can build one community of disciples for Jesus. So that's our whole goal is to build this community of disciples for Jesus and to be a place where people are equipped to share their faith um, in the world around us. And so that's cross-culture. So um, Christ-centered, Bible-based um, and we try to have fun. We try to get to know each other and do things together. And sometimes we're good at it, and sometimes we're less good at it. Um, and and in that, we gather together every Sunday for a worship service to worship and pray and uh, to learn from God's Word. And the reason that makes us multicultural is that um, people who are from different backgrounds can also be leaders in their church. So if you look at our board now, we have a couple of people who are Swedish, Uh, we have a couple of people who are Swiss. We have uh, an American. Ch Chinese. <laughs> American Chinese. <laughs> American. <laughs> we have an American. A Chinese wrapped in American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wrapped in American package. Um, we've had a person who was Romanian who mm -hmm. just uh, left the board. And we have a, a person from South Africa. Yeah. Who's our chairman. Who's our chairman, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's that's really beneficial for cross-cultural Uh, or multicultural community is that the actual leadership really does come from different places because that means that um, we're we're adding that voice in our decision making as we're listening to God and as we're talking about things we're adding a different flavor in there and so there's different voices that are being heard you used to be on the board too yeah yeah so what would you say when people are critical towards multiculturalism I understand why why because um, it's hard. I mean, we've been doing this now for over 10 years, and it's hard. It's really hard to do a multicultural church because, I mean, it would be really easy if everyone came from America, California, not even anywhere. To, I mean, we have to be really specific. If everyone came from California, it would be really because, you know, you'd have that shared culture. You have a, the same kind of points. reference point. Yeah. So there's just so many things you already have in common that just makes things easier. But in this case, if you don't, want, if you don't like people who are different from you, cross-culture doesn't work. No. If you don't like, if you can't make enough room for someone else to sit next to you who smells different from you, who looks different from you, who eats something, who weird. Eats something weird from your perspective, <laughs> then cross-culture doesn't work for you. Because it's a place where it's this mixture and people get to come and, and bring their thing and, and their thing um, creates something new inside the culture. So the culture is open for newness. It's open for different. It's open for other expressions. And that's... And that's the power, I believe. I think that's the place where you, if you want to really meet God and you really want to have an experience of how God truly does love people, I mean, in all kinds of people, yeah. then you come to cross-culture because you'll find weird people here. You'll find not weird people. You got people with like 
PhDs and masters and no master. Uh, you got people who are rich, people who are poor. I don't people know if you have People who rich. don't have papers. People don't have papers. And they're all here trying to make this community from the same perspective. It is about um, a community of disciples trying to follow Jesus, trying to incorporate Jesus' life into our daily life and trying to love each other. And especially when we're all so different. I mean, I'm sure that the first time that all of you guys met me, you know, like your first time you when you're meeting gray. me. I'm you're not cray cray. Oh, yeah, I was all shy when I first met you. I was like, hello, my name is Edward Thomas. I'm the pastor here. I actually don't remember. You don't remember? No. Do I mean, you remember? Yeah, I remember the first time I met you. Okay, tell me. Oh, it's um, going to be so nice. <laughs> you, were, you, you and Eunice were just living together in sin. And so <laughs> hey, it has nothing to do with the story, okay? Yes, it does. <laughs> And so, and so, uh, you and you and Eunice were dating each other, and you guys knew you guys were gonna get married and everything. And Eunice was like really like he was like well, I would say normal Swedish. He was a little shy. He's like, hey, man, Eunice, but he was like really nice and friendly, and he did talk. So Swedish people don't normally talk, and Eunice actually he actually talks to people. I and worked then, on him for years. You had to you had to beat him. No, Open your mouth. Not beating, just <laughs> exposing him <laughs> to people. And then. And then here's this person, and you, and, I'm, and you said you came from Germany, and that your parents were Vietnamese. Yeah. And I was like, really? I was like, ooh, something different. A German Asian, okay. And then, but you were crazy. Not you crazy. Lynn, you talk a lot. Oh my gosh. And you really I are. I do very, talk a lot, but really you open. do too. No, I don't. I'm yes. shy. And you're. If you guys don't believe me, just listen to the other <laughs> podcasts. I mean, this guy. I'm really quiet. Mm-hmm. No, but, but what I thought was so funny was that you were really open and you were just, I mean, you were like, it was like, like meeting you for the first time. It was like, it was like you're hiking up the mountain and it's Vesuvius and you don't know and you get to the top and it's like, and I was like, all right, this is my sister right here. This is my, this is my home girl. Bam. Um, and so I, I knew, I'm like, okay, God, you put this person in my life. We're supposed to do ministry together, right? Of course. <laughs> right, right. So that's how it was. And I think I remember pretty much the first time I met almost everyone in, in cross-culture. And every meeting was different. Yeah. And I think I do scare some people. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think Petra was scared the first time she met me. <laughs> you sure? She, she, Petra says no. <laughs> no, you weren't? Aren't you sure, Petra? She's like, he could not possibly be a priest. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> He's so strange. <laughs> No, but it's I'm sure people, but you know, I think people who come here and who don't like you, they usually don't stay. That's true. Because you said yourself, you can't be someone else. No. You're the Oreo you are. <laughs> there is no way in changing that Oreo. You, you can try to open it and get out the cream, but then you're still stuck with the two cookies. So... <laughs> This is this is your wisdom. This is the Linism. <laughs> but you know, I think um, throughout the years, yeah. I think that's a gift from God because wherever I go, I've gone, this thing of like talking a lot and being like oh, super excited mm. um, has brought me a lot of friends and favor. It's Ooh, a very favor. African, African oh <laughs> phrase. Because the Lord has given God you has favor. Given favor. <laughs> He's put favor on top of you. <laughs> I can feel the favor right now. It's rolling <laughs> off of you, sister. Let me get some of that favor right now from my cookie. <laughs> Got me a favor cookie. But that's really mm. fun, though, because wherever I've went, people have appreciated that, and I could have brought yeah. people together and like lifted the spirit, and people mm. are 
curious about my faith because they can see that, yeah, I'm weird. So, yeah. But I'm happy with being weird. And not weird in the negative sense that people are like, oh, I don't want to meet her because she's weird. No. It's like, no, oh, I yeah, let's think, meet her. She's weird. I don't think people meet you and think like, ooh. They're more like, whatever it is that she's drinking, I'm <laughs> going to find that. out the secret. I want a <laughs> bottle of that. Just like. But I think, but I think that's the, the funny thing is that, um, also with cross culture, is that a person can come here and actually be themselves. Like you don't have to. Like we don't have a requirement that this is only one way to live for Jesus. It's not exactly this way, and people can actually come. And we've had people who come who've been part of our community, who weird, who've, who have had, you know, psychological difficulties Problems. and challenges mm-hmm. and stuff. And the reason they come here is because. I mean, here you could. I mean, you could. You could walk around in our church, and you know, if you have a question while I'm preaching or something, and you're like, people used to do it in the beginning. People would like stand would up in the you? church. Yeah, they were like, "Excuse me, I have a question." <laughs> in your preaching? Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, what's the question?" And I would try to answer the question while I was preaching and stuff. Oh, and then your preaching went off time. No, no, it was about the no. Okay, it was about the same. Yeah. Okay, it was long. It was long. Um, but I think that people felt so comfortable coming here. Yeah. And that's why they felt like it was okay to interrupt and to ask a question that they had then at that time. Or, um, And I think people come. I think the biggest challenge actually is like um, a few years ago, we used to have a lot of Africans um, who were here. And um, and I was asking them, we were sitting around after the, the fellowship, and I was saying, you know, so if you were back home, what would be different? What would you do differently that you don't do here? Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying, oh, you know, like we'd be singing and dancing. We'd laser our hands. I'm like, why don't you do it here? Because no one has us doing it. And they're like, they're like, I don't know, you know? I'm like, and I've always tried to figure that out. Like, like, is there something in our community that makes people who are really expressive and really want to dance and sing for God, what is it that makes them not want to do that? Because I'm like all for that. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Let's, you know... Why don't you try that tomorrow? But no, because I try with you guys. No, but now I, we have some African people, I tried, like I real tried. African people. Timmy's not real African. I'm more African than he is. <laughs> oh, look at his face. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, how dare you? <laughs> we have Lawrence. We have Joyce. Come mm. on. No, but like, I, but like, so my style of preaching, it's it's partially African American, also in some ways. And I'll ask you guys it's questions. Not, it's not. It's not like, can I hear a hallelujah? And now you guys say. Hallelujah. See, they didn't say can anything. I he- can I hear an amen? Uh, she is not see? a banana. <laughs> Lynn's got chocolate feeling, okay? It's not white. I'm, She's a, chocolate. I'm, a, Swedish, I'm a Swedish banana. You put chocolate inside and then you barbecue it. <laughs> you see? You see? It does because, work. Because I think you should be preaching tomorrow. Obviously, no, people do it when you do it. I can, I can I'll be, be on the piano. So when you, and you start praying, you'll be like, because like, I know that Jesus has got a blessing for you. Do you feel like Jesus has got a blessing for you? Hallelujah. People Hallelujah. Say, See? Exactly. <laughs> I'll be on the piano. <laughs> I'll sit on the organ. I'll just, you know, make it rock and oh, everything. Oh, when we live stream dance, all of the, like, African people will flock. I know. The people will be coming in. They'll be like, oh, man, I can feel the spirit. It's going to make me shake my booty for Jesus right now. I just got to get on down. Woo! All right. Jesus. But yeah. what you... Have you, but you have been to an African church in Africa, haven't you? Yeah. So how, what's the difference between the African church in Africa and the African, uh, African-American church? Oi. Are they wiggling their butts differently? Yeah. <laughs> so African people, the only African churches I've been to were in Ethiopia, Ethiopia Tanzania, 
And I, I didn't get a chance to go to a church when I was in Ghana. So I've only been to three African countries. But in Ethiopia, because mm-hmm. um, I felt like in Tanzania, they didn't really rock. They sang, I mean, the church in Tanzania, mm-hmm. oh my God, six part harmony. Walking to church, I'm like, heaven. <laughs> I'm like right here the angels I'm right here I was like I was so happy I was like so touched because so I'm like aha okay yes I could feel like I feel like my African percentages were like just vibrating and saying dad <laughs> it's all in you and uh and then um but in Ethiopia so they were they were I mean we walked so I walked to this uh I was like really depressed actually when I went to Ethiopia um because I had lost my job as a, as a Ungdomsprest, as a, a priest working with the youth. And, um, and I was really confused about my calling, and I didn't know what I was going, going to do. And I walked into this church, and for the first time in my, in my life, I could feel the Holy, physically feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room. Ooh. And the hair, on the little hairs of my arm were all standing up. You were not cold? And, no, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I was in Africa, sister. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> if anything, African sun was crisping me up. Woo. I was. I needed some special, moisturizer. Special tan. I know. I was like, "Woo! How do African people stand this heat?" I just. <laughs> I could not have come from this part of Africa. My people lived on the mountain in the snow in Africa. They skied. They skied. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Timmy, isn't African tribes living up in the snow in Africa that ski? That's not. No. You sure? You sure? You sure? They took all my. They took my tribe into slavery. That's why we don't there. But I'll bring it back. (laughs) Oh, burn! (laughs) Okay, so So they were dancing. Yeah, and they were dancing and singing. I mean, it was really ecstatic. I mean, they were really praising God. I mean, people, you could feel that people were praising God with all their heart, but it was still different. Mm -hmm. And there was, and there was a, there was more of a, a collective to the movement. So everyone was moving in kind of the same direction, but all were moving and they were singing, but there was more collective. Like a laola wave. In African-American churches, <laughs> it's all about the solo. Like people moving in different kinds of directions and singing all, I mean, people are just like, Mm-mm-mm. you know, just like somebody, I mean, because I, I never experienced, so in the churches I've been to in Africa, I've never experienced what we call shouting. What's Where shouting? people, an individual will be so filled with the glory, presence, and the holiness of God that they just break out and they run around the church. And I mean, I'd have to demonstrate it for you, you know. But okay, demonstrate it. No, no. Demonstrate it. Give me the microphone. No, they, they, they Go demonstrate be, it. But they would be sitting here and they would be like, like they were feeling, they're feeling it. They get that feeling and you're just like, oh, Jesus, it's so good. Hallelujah. It's all down in my feet. Like, I oh, that's got, an, that's, I just got a damn. <laughs> but that's an a- a- America. That's America. <laughs> okay. But that's like one individual. So one person does it. Everyone's kind of standing around. And preachers preaching, Jesus, you got to have faith in the Lord right now. Come on, sister. Like you know that you need deliverance right now. Hallelujah. And everyone's going, hallelujah. You know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Can we have that? Like, couldn't? Can we have like a, a cultural, <laughs> a cultural um, Sunday service? Because it doesn't work. Because it, it means that everyone who's here has to be participatory. We just borrow like thirty Africans from another church, invite <laughs> them to like, hey, can you teach us? Yeah, but but your I way? think that. But I think that when I'm when I, when I was in Africa, I didn't see that kind of interaction back and forth. No. So I see it in the more in the African American church. Well, but, bring uh, your African American friends then. <laughs> We're like, you know, you need faith, and everyone says, "Faith." Uh-huh. Has God been good to you? 
Yes. See? <laughs> God is good. God all the time. Uh, all, all the time, God is good. good. You know, amazing <laughs> you grace. Have, how uh, sweet the sound. You haven't that taught us. The like problem me. is you I haven't. Ta- you haven't now. taught us. Since I'm on the road now, I can feel the spirit moving inside my soul. Now I get a little witness. <laughs> Let me say yeah. Yeah. Let me say yeah. Yeah. Let me say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And what would you guys honestly do if all of a sudden tomorrow I just get in and I'm just like, I'm just like, I feel fired up because I know that in this, this book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I hear what Paul is saying. Can you hear Paul talking to you right now? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, you know what we, you know what we people need? We need a script. Okay? We need a script. You know, in the liturgical part of the we're, communion. We're writing we, down. Yeah, yeah. So, so and it's going to say that. Yeah. So Eunice would be able to click and it'll say, say yeah. <laughs> Peter was like, people could hold signs like, clap, shout, dance. <laughs> I mean, oh yes, God. we could have a person here, you know. You'd have someone with a side going, clap now. <laughs> Make sure you clap and beat. <laughs> Don't but, clap off beat. <laughs> but you know, for kids, there's usually a person there yeah. who dances so the kids can look at the person while they're dancing. So I guess so that's what we need. So here's my congregational help while I'm preaching. You can stand over there on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like, amen. Say Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was crazy. I'm sure you'll consider it. No. I, just have to <laughs> I told you we just need a script, okay? But I but it's really funny because that's not how God has created me. I can do it when I'm joking around. But you can't I, do it in service? I can't do it when I'm serious. Wow. Once I feel the spirit of God moving me to preach, I mean the way I preach is kind of how I feel God uses me. So I've never been and that was one of the things I think growing up. So when my when my dad died, I was preaching at his his uh, funeral. His funeral, and uh, and uh, a woman who I who I grew up with, Mrs. Brown, because you don't call older people by their name. No, you have to call them Miss, Mister, Miss, mm-hmm. Sister, Brother, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> and so uh, Mrs. Brown, she came up to me. She says, "You know, Ed." She goes, "She goes, son." son? She goes, "She goes." I'm sure you said a lot of really good things, but you still didn't preach. <gasps> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, I'm Your like. Your dad just died. And I'm like, listen, God did not create me to hoop and holler. If he did, he'll, I mean, if there ever comes a time for it, he knows, God, I'm always open. That's not how the Holy Spirit leads me. And I will never, I'm not, I don't want to put on a show. So, so she was like, and I was like, I'm like, reject it again. <laughs> I'm going back to my Oreo box. All <laughs> 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 my Oreo friends. <laughs> I apparently saw that there are Oreos in different uh, tastes. Yeah, it so, can be like strawberry. So it's uh, I mean, but it, but part of it is, I mean, so I don't. Even though I, I went to seminary in Sweden, I still don't have a Swedish preaching style. No, because it's it still is well. So I call it like a, a semi-African American preaching style. I walk around, yeah. I tell jokes, I animate things. <laughs> you use multimedia. Yes. So that's and that's and that's different than what we're taught in seminary, which is to make, you know, three points, and you you have a script and you just read it back to people, which is so it bores me to death. So I can't do it because I would be bored. I'd be like, 
Oh, Paul traveled. Oh, my God, it's so boring. Um, but anyway, so this is, um, but they even do all these kind of things, like in cross-culture. If someone were to come here and you came from a, a country and you were like really, you know, expressive, it's totally okay. Like it's okay for, oh, is that coming? Oh, look, it's cutie boy. Hey, Atai. I wanted to bring some multiculturalism here. I know. So we can have a white person. Come, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's your son, lady. <laughs> He white. Yeah, he is. Look at him. He's super I know. white. I know. He Say is. hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> Say hey hey. Hey, Atai. You guys can't see him. He's making this really cute baby face hey, here. Hey. You just want to squeeze his little fat cheeks and just like, oh, Atai, baby. So now we have real multiculturalism. <laughs> exactly. And that's and, and and so that's what happens. People come here, and you know, you're free to stand up in our service. You're free to sit down. You're free to open your mouth and say, oh, amen, praise the Lord. Oh, shadow, Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, it's totally okay to do those kind of things or not to because I think that's the whole thing about being a multicultural community is that each person can be themselves and express their relationship to God and have the freedom to do it. You know, it, it's okay. Even if you feel the church is quiet, just, you know, say what you had to say. It's okay. Well, we had an end session. I'm sorry. No, we don't. Yes, we do. I could talk forever. No kidding. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's the next time? What is? Isn't it five o'clock? Five o'clock, which is seventeen hundred Swedish time. Mm-hmm. So, if Central you've been uh, listening time. to us and you have questions, um, those of you who have been following us, if you have any questions that you would like to ask us to talk about in the, in the next session, or if you have anything that is on your mind, or you want to give us a real life problem, so you have a problem and you wish to get our experience and wisdom to help you see it from God's perspective how we can help your life. He's trying to eat the microphone. Oh, I, thought was, I thought he was like, I thought he's like oh, I'm taking over, Mom. It's time for somebody new. The younger generation needs to show up. Eh? 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 Oh, I found my replacement. <laughs> no. Okay, he's, guys. Thank you for like listening. He's trying to eat the cookie. He's trying to get the feeling of the cookie. <laughs> My mom said, take it out. So I'm going to take it Thank out. Thank you guys for listening and joining us on yes. Pika for Life Live. And don't forget to send in your questions and everything to us. We love actually talking to our listeners and helping our listeners out with the things that happen in their life. So, uh, yeah, I guess we just have to say bye, huh? Yeah. Say bye. Hey, hello. He's like, he's bye. like, whatever, mom, give me my cookie. <laughs> take care, everyone. We'll see you at 5 o'clock. Bye-bye. 5 o'clock. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again.